Hello and welcome to Theatre Club. It's been a little while since we've all been together and unfortunately we've not got the four of us but we do have a little triple threat. We've got Oscar. Hello. Alice. Hello. And myself, Madeline. Um, today we've got upcoming reviews of Lies at the Almeida, Club Swizzle at the Roundhouse, The Lieutenant of Inishmore at No Cover Theatre and Bring It On at the Southwark Playhouse. And also we will have our cocktail of the week. First up, though, we've got Alice's top tip. Wow us. What have you got for us? So this is a new musical called Come From Away. It's based on real life stories of 7,000 air passengers who were from all over the world and they were grounded in a tiny town in Canada um, in the wake of 9-11. And the population of this town was 9,000 and Jesus. the amount of passengers were 7,000. Oh my God. So you can imagine. Yeah. There were animals in the cargo, everything. And it's true stories that they've gone and researched and pieced together. And it's basically about humanity, hospitality, hosp- hospitality yeah yeah and people embracing you know it's sort of a feel-good musical about people embracing everyone of gender race from all over the world and brought them into their homes and basically looked after them for weeks they were grounded there for and I think it was an island wasn't it off Canada yes I I think it's called Gander yeah so like a tiny tiny island and I saw a clip of it on the Tony Awards from two years ago yeah and it looked really cool. So it's been around for a little while. 2016 Tony Awards, I think it was. Or the 2017. It wasn't that okay. long ago, so it's quite new. Yeah. And it's done really, really well on Broadway. Wow. Um, There's only 12 people in the cast, and they all play multiple characters. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, and apparently it's it's very emotional, as mm. you can expect, but in a feel-good kind of way. It's going to be at the Phoenix Theatre. Madeline, you and I went and saw... Um, loved it and the tickets are very reasonable so you can sit at the back of the stools for 40 pounds or 35 pounds or you can sit on the side of the stools for 40 pounds or 30 pounds but you can sit right at the top for 10 pounds 20 pounds you know there are really good options it's not just like 90 quid or 40 quid you know how sometimes it's for a big show so i think we should book maybe 20 pound tickets so when does it start it starts on the 30th of January next year. Okay. And yeah, you can book tickets now. Yeah, excellent. My top tip was actually going to be Club Swizzle, but <gasps> Madeline had already been to see it, so yes. I couldn't do that. Tell us about it. I really want to go. So Club Swizzle's on at the Roundhouse. It's on till the 26th of August. Um, and I would just just go and see it. It's, it is, it's super fun. It's from the creators of La Soiree. Um, and you go in and it's basically like a big sort of cabaret extravaganza. It's very loud. It's very raucous. Um, I think that I sound like a real spoilt arsehole when I say this, but I'm from Edinburgh and so I've been submerged in the Edinburgh Festival for a very long time. So I've seen this kind of thing a lot, a lot in my life. Um, but what was nice was being in the roundhouse of the night and watch people who probably have never seen anything of this ilk before and their jaws were on the floor. There were, the people couldn't believe it, you know, so it's, it's that kind of, there's lots of acrobatics, there's lots of, there's a kind of amazing MC, his name's Ruben Key, Australian guy, it's kind of like a more outrageous Eddie Azard, Dame Edna Everidge sort of character. And he was a hoot and he held the whole thing together. And then it's sort of different performers coming on. There's a live band, lots of sort of audience interaction. I would say if you have any sort of nervousness about being in an audience and possibly being called up to participate or being talked to by members of the cast, do not sit near the stage. <laughs> Serious like 
You'll get stuff spilt on you. You'll be getting up. Like there was, it, uh, there was a couple of, there was sort of a pe- some people that I was looking thinking they've thought, yeah, we'll sit really near the front, really good seats. And then you could just see throughout the show, they were physically recoiling. So they were getting so anxious with the whole thing. Cause I, I've seen the soiree a few times. Yeah. And what I love about it is that you can go in a group of people that maybe aren't really into theater. Yeah. But exactly. You can all go, you can go in and out for the performance. You can go and get drinks. It's a night out. Yeah. It was to- It has that vibe. Yeah. You could totally be doing what you wanted. We were, I went on the, th- Thursday night and I would have reckoned if you were there on a Saturday night everyone was a wee bit pissed my god you're gonna have a fabby time you know it really felt like I was like on a Thursday it was felt pretty electric but if you were there all it would take would be a Hindu to be in there oh, you yeah. know, and it would just be lol like in fact yeah if anyone is organizing a Hindu in London do this or a birthday know. or a birthday party yeah they, a you birth- want to go exactly. do an activity that you can drink have fun but get some entertainment value yeah, for money completely um, what I will say is I did think I saw one of the most amazing for having seen so many of these kinds of things in my life. I'd never seen this before and I can thoroughly recommend there was a girl in it called Laurie Hagen. She appears in different guises. She does a few different things. But the most incredible thing I think I've seen this year was Laurie Hagen doing a reverse striptease. Ooh. It's about one of the sexiest things I've ever seen in my life. Like it was hot it How was is so it? cool what do you mean by reverse so she came out naked they've got a, it was a white stripes track that's playing backwards so live band playing that and it's really loud so the music's backwards so she comes out kind of naked and then basically puts her clothes back on and oh, so wow. she's she's all because it's a man it's quite jerky movements and so it actually looks like a video in rewind exactly that weird Exactly. Such like it almost, it almost looked like contortioning at points. Um, and her body's just goddamn, you know, it was just <laughs> amazing. It was, and that, that really, and afterwards people I was with, all of us were like, fuck, that was, that was incredible. So where should you sit? Well, it's funny. We sort of sat up. Um, if you want to be really in the thick of it, you would be in the, the stalls effectively. It's imagine it's the roundhouse. It's a round circle and they've just kind of got some raised seating. Anywhere that you'd sit, you've got a fantastic view. Don't worry about that. You're not going to miss anything. It's more one of those things where you're like, where should I be looking? So you're kind of, there's people creating human pyramids. So as you're looking up the top of the pyramid, there's some other stuff going on the floor, that kind of stuff. But um, if you want to be sort of in the thick of it, go lower, like the ground area or raised seating is slightly more relaxed. And that's where I was. And I was, I was happy with that. I, I wanted to spectate rather than participate. You know, it's, yeah, a couple of drinks. It's a lol. It really is. It's a, it's a, you leave kind of feeling quite like wowed. Speaking of drinks, <gasps> we haven't had a, a cocktail, oh, please, a themed cocktail recently. So we're going to talk about bring it on next. So I've, I've made a pink cocktail inspired by the the bright colours and the pink uniforms Wonderful. of the cheerleaders in Bring It On. I'll like, right wow! Back. Like, totally freaked me out! I mean, right on! OMG! This looks amazing! <laughs> and I love a salted rim. And it's a frozen glass! Yeah, I froze it's the so glasses classy. in the freezer to keep them extra cold. So this was... Basically... Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. To bury the lead, we loved to bring it on. Oh, And I just... It was so bright, so colourful, and those pink... The set was all bright pink and yellow, so I thought I'd do something bright. Oh, that is a sensation. Oh, my God. That's probably the best cocktail you've ever made. It's got chilli in it. Madeline, why are you making that face? 
I don't know. A bit. I used to just hit like a sensitive bit of my tooth. Oh, okay. But that is an absolute sensation, hun. Let me talk you through Coconut. <gasps> Let me talk you through Coconut. You've got right. such good taste buds. So I froze chunks of watermelon, mm-hmm. mostly because I had a huge watermelon and didn't know what to do with it. So I put them in the freezer in chunks. And then I blended that with lime juice and then um, a coconut tequila by a mate <sighs> called 1800. So it's an 1800 coconut tequila and then Ruby's chili liqueur. Not Ruby from the podcast. That's just the name of the, mm. the liqueur. So it's a chili a splash of chili liqueur. So it's coconut and watermelon, basically. So just because it was so hot at Did the Southwark Playhouse. Yeah, just made it up. I just think that's absolutely amazing. I love it. I'd pay for that. <laughs> I mean, I won't, but <laughs> if I got that in a cocktail bar, oh, I'd be chuffed a bit. Yeah. Oscar, you're mm. so good. It's the coconut hun, I can really taste that coconut it's tequila. Called, it's called the spirit sip. <sighs> this, oh, like, like the spirit, the spirit stick, stick from Bring It On. Okay, let's talk about Bring It On. So Bring It On is it's the British Theatre Academy's youth company have brought Bring It On to the Solid Playhouse. Bring It On is a musical, obviously loosely based on the film Bring It On about cheerleading squads at high school. It was on Broadway in 2012. Has music by. Lin-Manuel Miranda. And yeah, that's basically it. It's a fun, hip-hop-infused score. So she, basically, she's the main character, um... Campbell. Campbell, sorry, I forgot. (laughs) Main character Campbell is at a sort of perfect high school. She's just become captain of her cheerleading squad. Everything's perfect. And then she gets redistricted and she has to go to Jackson High, which is the more sort of rough urban school that no one wants to go to you know she's got to go through metal detectors it's that sort of save the last dance-esque story oh my god you're right basically i was actually thinking it was literally going to be the film Mm, done as a musical so i was it was a surprise but i really enjoyed it that it was it wasn't really based on that at all no not based on the kirsten dunce film sort of different story so she goes there and tries to start another chilling squad basically so really young cast which was interesting because usually in a play like this you'd have People maybe in their mid-twenties, mm, early twenties, yeah. late twenties. These guys are all obviously from a youth theatre company, so they're all much younger, kind of the age that they're supposed to be playing, 17, 18, 19. So I thought that gave it such a youthful energy. The energy mm. was insane. Mm. Like, the energy in the theatre, and like I said, it was boiling hot. Yeah. That's why the whole time I was thinking, I'm going to make the most refreshing drink tomorrow. <laughs> With a little bit of spice, because the show was spicy. Oh, yeah. But it was just so... The energy was incredible. And the the lead actress who plays Campbell, Robin McIntyre, holds the whole show. I mean, that's a big sing for her. She yeah. had a lot of songs. And you think about it, especially the first half, it was just song after song after song. Her voice was so clear. Oh, effortless. So strong. Yeah. They were of... What I was, it's exactly as you say, the energy of it. I, at one point, thought... These kids, surely to God, cannot sustain this throughout. It's worth saying as well that they've got huge, big acrobatic numbers. I'm a big fan of America's Got Talent. <laughs> I'm watching it all on Netflix. You should watch it on honestly. It's really good. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's quite a lol. So each week in America's Got Talent, they've always got these kind of mad dancers and people throwing themselves around. It was of that calibre last night. It was so... The energy that they were putting into those... I had my heart in my mouth throughout a lot of it. Like, I was wincing. I was so nervous. At one point, they're clearing 
about the one point, remember the sort of towards it, they do a throw of this boy and he must clear about three feet of air mm. and it's high. And the Southwark Playhouse is a wee dinky theatre. And I'm thinking, this boy's going to go through the fucking roof. It was quite interesting afterwards, Oscar. You said it reminded you a little bit of hairspray. Mm. And I thought, it, yeah. That energy, that, that energy. And the big energy. songs, you know, stand, that performance by the girl that plays the mascot was, she was one of my favourite. Oh yeah, Bridget played by what was she called Christine Cruz. I think oh, her name is. She was so good. She has, could be in hairspray. She should She's be. She's got in that energy. Her singing was fantastic. Her comedy timing was fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, her comedy she, was spot on. All those kids, you could have sort of picked one at any given time, and they've got an expression on their face. They're like there was. It was such an kind of ensemble piece of. As you're saying that the main sort of girls, they were fabby, but. Every single one of them was bringing their absolute all into mm-hmm. it completely. There was the mean girls. Yeah, what I liked was the change between the first school and then it, yeah. when she goes to Jackson, it was a whole, the whole new cast came in. Mm. Yeah, and then some other ones I think that were mixed in that you wouldn't even realise because it was kind of so seamlessly done. And the, the energy was different. Yeah. The, yeah, the costume changes and all of that. Like you oh, said, the costumes were great, weren't so they? So they jumped between being, you know, it's like I'm an ensemble person in this cast I'm now going to be a Truman cheerleader and then next scene I'm going to be a Jackson cheerleader and I've completely changed my look and it it just all of that was seamless the costumes were terrific and it was really funny I thought the book was actually very strong because often when it's sort of they adapt a film and you sort of think the book might suffer in terms Mm. of like the dialogue would just get you from scene to scene. But this dialogue was written... There was some really good comedy. And so current. I mean, she's Googling things. She's on Instagram. You know, that's all... You know, I thought that was really good. Who do you think should go and see it? Who would you be recommending it to? Anybody who watched the film liked the film. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would kind of say anyone. No, I wouldn't say anyone. Would you not? I would not be taking a straight man to see that. I would. Oh, I wouldn't. I I don't know, it's funny. I thought that last night. No. Even even I could have thought for the spectacle of it. I thought the the energy, the spectacle, I think any, well, not anyone would enjoy it, but I just think, I don't know, the atmosphere was so, like, generous from the audience, and so I felt like they were just giving it everything. I just think it really created, like, an amazing I mean, that's, atmosphere. I can see this show going on to do really, really well. I think I my run's t- going to be... When I say I wouldn't take a straight man, I would take a straight man. I would take a straight man that enjoys watching teen teen drama films if you like that kind of thing if that's like your guilty pleasure then you would love this but it is i don't don't know i think the comedy was was good enough to entertain anyone i think the music was i mean it's not on the level of hamilton i'd be surprised because you're such a a stickler for a memorable song and i've got to say i didn't leave singing or remembering any of them apart from that move Mm. move one i've been listening to the soundtrack though so i know a few See, no, I wouldn't. I, there was not a standout number for me, not not at all. Uh, um, so I like the one where they were putting the squad together. Actually, the, see, the only song that really stuck in my head was the. I really like the song where they, where they put. What's the one at the very end when they start talking about people that go together? We go together like Gail and Oprah. We go. Oh, together. Yeah, the last sort of big. We go together like Shamalama, the Greece esque sort yes. of hairspray. That big number. That, I got. I got you. I think it's called. Yeah, I liked that song. But yeah, you're right. There wasn't really anything like when in Hamilton where I came back and I was like, I want to listen to that again. Oh my God, yeah, no way. So did Lin-Manuel Miranda write 
the lyrics and music. He co-wrote it with uh, Tom Kitt, Amanda Green and Jeff Whitty. So I could tell certain songs that were more Lynn than others. You know, you mm. could hear certain ones that were definitely like Hamilton, mm-hmm. really sort of Hamilton vibes and some that were less. Oh, Oscar, do you remember there was the guy that played one of the jocks at Jackson? And he sounded so like something from Hamilton. He, do you mean he was... His, the way that he spoke was very like someone out of Hamilton. And I was thinking, what have we seen him in? Did you look at Oh, up? Twig. Yeah, yes. I know. We've seen him some recently. He played Who's one he? of... He's the one I was in love with. Yeah, he's hot. Yeah, he played one of the princes in Into the Woods at the Cockpit Theatre. Oh, no. great. That one I didn't yeah. see. He was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't take my eyes off him. Oh, he's statuesque, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, he, he was, he was just... really good, actually. And he pronunciated really well his songs were very engaging he's good at dancing as well yeah I thought he was brilliant and I liked the whole like, that he fancied Bridget yeah yeah. that that whole thing was really fun she had junk in her trunk yeah it had a very like that's another reason why it's kind of hairspray it had a very positive vibe in terms of like positive inclusivity like positive body image we also had um uh, Matthew Brazer playing La Siena, who was a sort of trans or genderqueer oh, yeah. character. Yeah. In fact, first trans character in a Broadway musical ever from the 2012 production. Oh. Anyone that I know that likes going to the theatre, I'd be like, just go and see it. It's, and it's Southwark Playhouse. We will take water and a fan. Oh, God, it's hot. My God, yeah. Whew. The theatre's hot. The shows are hot. It's all hot, hot, hot <laughs> in various ways. Yes. It's on till September 1st. And the tickets were so reasonable. We paid £14. Were we seeing a preview? We were seeing a preview. It opens on the 7th or 8th of August officially. That's so the tickets, press night. Yeah, yeah, and then tickets after that are £25. But I think you get your money, you really get your money for 25 quid even. Just the energy, what they're giving you. And the fact that we saw it Saturday evening. They'd done that once already that day. Jesus They'd already Christ. done all that dancing, all that singing, really complex singing as yeah, well. Yeah, really, That's the a really harmony complex is very, score, very tricky. Shifting gears in terms of like genre and style. Do you know what Tiff's taking her husband on? Uh, well, husband to be, sorry, next week. Yeah. So I'll be really interested to see what he thinks. I think he'll love it. I think because he, I think he will. he's, I think he'll just go along. If you're happy to just go along with it, even yeah. if you're not into teen movies, even if you're not into like. But just to admire the athleticism of it all. That's yeah. what I think. Mm. I, you know, just From that. Such a aspect of it yeah also worth noting is that the music is so good that Oscar and I were questioning whether it was a live band whether it was a soundtrack it was slick Mm. it was sounded polished and it wasn't until the very end when they sort of did a bow for the orchestra that I was like oh there's a live band here yeah Yeah. Uh, Chris Parr was the musical director it was great yeah really he came out he was about 12 as well I know he looks so young so that yeah the sound was incredible the Ewan Jones is the director and and the choreographer as well Um, bloody hell that man I thought that's a real, like, accomplishment. Okay, so we loved Bring It On. What didn't we love, Madeline? <laughs> Let's talk about something we didn't love. Something that is still, if I think about it, I still feel angry. Really? I'm not, I don't have such strong feelings, I'll say that going in. Okay, well, on Friday night we went to see Lies at the Almeida Theatre. This had been a top tip of Alice's about 25 years ago. Don't throw me under the bus, babe. <laughs> I can't remember hating something more in the theatre really? than oh, this. Madeline. No, I'm I serious. Think that's over the top. No, 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 no. It's my feelings. Hmm. Uh, seriously. No. Right. Oscar, quickly. Do- or no, Alice, you tell us. Tell us what is it? Because you, uh, you told someone last night and you summed it up quite well. Tell us. Well, basically, it's an immersive production that's come down from Scotland from the Edinburgh Fringe. 
And it's in the Almeida Theatre. They've taken all the seating on the lower ground out and made it into a dark box. And it's sort of casino. Everyone's wearing black shirts tucked in. And you come in and you're sat at a table, casino-style table, black... It's sort of a mahogany table. And we all went in and got immediately separated and put with strangers. And they introduce you to everybody else at your table. It's about five people, six people. Yeah. And you then enter the game and you have a croupier and he... Gives you. We all had to put money in. I'd only got four pounds. A guy next to me had twenty pounds. It was kind of a bit embarrassing. But anyway, you were saying you do get the money back, but yes, if you, you go to back. see this, take money with you. And Oscar, I think actually you should say what then happens because I I don't fully understand what happened. Yeah. Well, it's kind of an a sort of metaphor, and oh, it's trying to teach you about the financial crash. Basically, is what it's all leading up to. I don't think that's spoiling anything too much. No. So you're basically investing. You get these chips for your money, and you're investing in different things. And you roll a dice, and you get returns. And as the game goes on, the returns go higher. So, and they're sort of it's. Some of the early stuff I thought was quite cool. So all the croupiers, as you sit down, all speak in unison. And yes. you can hear it echoing like around that. the room. And they've got this speech. It's a Belgian company. So I think a lot of the performers were Belgian. So they could have had European accents, which added a bit of mystery a to bit, it. A bit of a Bond vibe. Yeah. yeah. And so they're saying, you know, the more you trust, the more you get back, the higher the risk, the higher the reward. All of this, the mentality, I guess, of the banking system of like... And as it goes on, different things appear, like bonds. You can sell these bonds based on, you know, it gets quite confusing because they're trying to explain to you the banking system almost. And, you know, you can buy these bonds and we can sell them and we can float the rest on the market. And as it goes, each table is a bank, basically. The first person seated at the table gets the bank named after them. And then in the centre, there's a big spinning um, board. Yeah, and it's got all of your bank's ratings on it. So as bank's ratings go up, their bonds become worth more money. and, And it's basically all leading towards... A crash. As you go, you're kind of thinking, right, you know, they're sort of saying, look, the more you can invest, you can now get this much back for your money and we can now sell the bonds for this much. And then you try and cash in the bonds at some point and the banks can't pay them back. So it's all about how the crash happened. And then four of the major banks crash and you all have to decide on your tables which bank to save. And if you don't, you're going to lose all your money. So it's basically, it was about the banking system and the crash trying to do you remember when we were younger, we used to play Monopoly with Lloyd and he got incredibly... We, it used to go on for about three days. He had to stay over at extra nights to play because he was obsessed with it that much. And I never really got it. I didn't oh, see, I did. Maybe that's why I enjoyed this more. Yes. I get and quite two of the Monopoly. men at my table, the one to my right, immediately within about the first 15 minutes, was getting loans off the bank, was very competitive. Another guy on my table, you could do this thing where you could bet on other people to lose. He yes. was loving it. They shorting, probably yeah. Shorting. They probably came out thinking... That was amazing. I've got a boner right now. Yeah, for how ex- that's, hot that's that made exactly me feel. It. Whereas me yes. and this other girl at the table, you know, we were we enjoyed it to a certain level. I mean, when this guy kept on trying to take out more loans, we ended up saying we're cutting you off. You yeah, know, we were sort of. But I just didn't. It didn't. So you, I think it's exact, it's dependent on your table. Would no, you say? no, no, no. Okay. Completely disagree, hun. My table was fine. It was just normal, blah, blah, boring sort of London people. It doesn't matter. Does that hurt? No, but it, you know what? I mean, just that kind of. There was no one there that I thought, "Wow, I must get their number afterwards," because they seemed like a real hoot. No, they were just like average, normal. Worth saying, it was like the whitest, most middle class crowd. That's that very, true. very, very much is. If you feel like spending a night in a kind of claustrophobic room playing a game of Monopoly, and this is all like you're saying, like, yeah, I played Monopoly when I was wee, and I remember all the time Monopoly, 
I would sort of cheat and then my sister would get all like adgy about it and I'd think but it doesn't fucking matter anyway Mm -hmm. and that's what I felt like about this production me too it was far it it thought it was so much cleverer than it really was and in, in thinking about it after I thought that was just a load of bollocks. It didn't matter that we, because at, at one point you sort of choose which bank then doesn't get saved and all this sort of stuff. And you kind of think it's completely irrelevant, much like the world economy in a way of, yes. of that kind of, it's like, it, it just, I, I, under, I understand the financial economy to a certain degree. I don't need to go to an up its own arse, play at the Almeida to try and instruct me about the financial global crash. I felt it. I have a mortgage. Thank you very much. Mm. I don't need to be taught some lesson by this kind of, it was just, it, the, the whole thing, it was so pompous and so kind of, well, I do think that its, its main failing was, for immersive theatre, there was a lack of theatre. Absolutely. So at the end, when the crash is happening, it kind of picked up a bit because all the croupiers are running from table to table trying to sell these bonds and stuff. And then, But it suddenly goes from, you play a game almost for two hours, and then they do a big monologue at the end, and you're like, ah, oh, it was all about the financial crash. And you're like, I wanted duh. more peppering of that throughout the evening. I wanted someone to like burst in and be yeah. like, I've forgotten my mortgage and I'm homeless now with a waving a gun around or something or like to show the effects and they tackle him to the floor and drag him out or just something or like news footage that flashes up yeah something like that it was just more theatre because otherwise you are just the croupiers were all great and they sort of added a certain level of theatre to it but really speaking in unison is not really enough and banging a gong I wanted a bit more theatre I wanted people to be like maybe someone gets locked up for fine you know if you've got something wrong on your table should give you like a red dice at our table Mm. for tax evasion I wanted someone maybe to go to like white collar prison or like Mm. you know a bit more like punch drunk get taken into a different room and you're a white collar prison and then another table bells you out or like just add some more theatre to it because for 35 pounds 35 pounds that's the bit that's I cannot I cannot think about that figure enough when I think that we saw Bring It On which was just incredible we paid £14 I, d- I, wouldn't... But I do enjoy playing Monopoly and I did quite enjoy Oscar had, a, Oscar had a really good table and... and had a really good time is that because you had that gorgeous man at your table oh yeah I did he was be- I'd have liked his number afterwards if we could mm. take he numbers. was gay so Obviously. that wouldn't have been handy for you okay. and then yeah I just had quite a fun table they were all like Fairly chilled out. We were all kind of playing. You know, when I shorted someone's loan or whatever, she was like, oh, you're such a dick. Like, we were just sort of having fun with it. No one was actually taking it seriously. So we, I, I just so, enjoyed playing a game. But, I mean, maybe not for 35 quid to go and play a game of strangers. But I still thought it was... I, would, I had a quite a fun time. I would have enjoyed it. I think it would be a really good thing to take a date to. I think it would be... You know how... But you get separated. You get separated. Yeah, but then you t- join up afterwards and say, yeah. who did you have on your table? We had this arsehole who borrowed £20 million within the first 16 minutes and got us all into trouble. Oh, I think it's just... I actually think it would be... F- like... Uh, do you know what? It, it, here's how strongly I feel about it. Right now, my chest feels tight. Oh, like, honestly, I, I hated it. But no, you know well, what? I definitely did not hate it. Mark's out of ten. I'm a one. I'm a zero. What are you asking? Really? Oh, I'm like a six. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a seven or an eight. Yeah, I'm a seven. Don't you weren't. I actually enjoyed seven. it. No, I, you're I being, actually enjoyed it. Like, I, when you said you hated it, I was fairly shocked. I thought I had quite a good time. I did. I, I didn't pre- love it because I'm not into no. like. But I actually. I remember thinking, oh, that's kind of... I, I liked the interaction with the table. I liked the fact that we all turned on somebody. I liked yeah. seeing everybody's character. But they needed more theatre. They, they needed, needed more, more theatre, yeah. They need to inject more of that. Someone on your table has to be like... 
loaned out to another bank or just something. Yeah. They just needed to mix it up a bit because there wasn't enough of that, unfortunately, and not for 35 quid. It made me feel grateful that I've seen so much amazing theatre that I can damn that so harshly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> mm. Like, if someone could be like, well, you just obviously haven't seen much theatre. It's like, no, I've seen a shed load. But it's so subjective. It's like, you love Kinky Boots. I think it was awful. I want my money back. It was so boring. Mm. It's just, it's, you know, it's people's opinions of what they think is what they yeah. enjoy. Yeah. Runs till the August 18th, if anyone does want to go. Yeah. Okay. So we've, we've got, got one more review. Is that my review? Of- yes. So I went to see The Lieutenant of Inishmore, which is written by Martin McDonough, who wrote In Bruges. And it's got Aidan Turner in it, who is from Poldark. Sexy guy. Sexy guy. And there was a lot of people in the audience that had clearly gone because of that. <laughs> I you bet. Know, you know when you see like a lot of girls in glittery dresses and high heels. Yeah. And you think, oh, you don't go to the theatre a lot and you're just sort of really dressed up. It was yeah. really sweet. And when he came on stage, people clapped, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you think, oh, it's not really that kind of play. But it's anyway. No, um, but it's brilliant. That's all I'm going to... Like, it's re- it's really Is good. It? It's absolutely fantastic. It's very much like in Bruges. It's a black comedy. So it, people are dying. There's quite a lot of blood in it, but it's funny. Oh. You just sort of think, oh, God. You know how you just sort of... It's like, it, it's almost a farce how many yeah. people die in it. And it's just so good. It's so clever. And there's a big twist at the end. There's a female character that starts off in it and she just seems like a sort of daft 16 year old or by the end she's almost like a bit of a heroine oh wow yeah and I just thought it was really cool and he's brilliant in it because I didn't realise that he is actually Irish yeah yeah. it's an Irish place so it was really you know it was really his forte you can see why they picked him or why he's picked it so he is a good actor oh he excels in it because he plays this really um, you know like how sometimes you have these gangsters that are actually really fragile and emotional and that's how it kind of starts that he's torturing somebody but he's got this cat and his dad calls him to say his cat's ill and he sort of breaks down and he says to this guy I've got to go my cat's ill oh. and he's really really fragile about this cat so he's it's kind of he's kind of like a laughable character even though he's doing awful things and it's just really good so I'd recommend anyone goes and sees it I've sat at the back of the stalls for about £50 it's worth £50 I'm going to go and do day seats because they are 10 quid front row Fuck. but I feel like like you said because of Aidan Turner I think it's going to be an early arrival mm. it's Box office opens at 10 at the Noel Coward Theatre. So if I was going to go start of the week, I might arrive 8.39, do an hour. It's fine to do an hour, at I think. At least, and I'd see. It was, um, it was full. If, it was... Yeah, I think if you really, really want to make sure, look on theatremonkey.com because mm. they'll have tweet people tweet often, say what time they arrived in the queue. You can get yourself yeah. a good idea of what time it's starting, but I feel like that queue is going to be an early one. But I'm definitely going to do it, I think. When's it on till? 8th of September. Yeah, it's on till the eighth of September, so I'd recommend I'd go and see it if you have if you get the opportunity to. Um, something really embarrassing happened while I was there that I was sat next to this woman and her husband, and I said, "Oh, can I borrow your program?" Because I recognised one of the girls; she was in Peaky Blinders. So I'm looking through this program, and she said, "Oh, were you here to see Aidan Turner?" And I was like, "Not really. I've never seen Paul Dark. I just like wanted to see the show." And then we sort of was talking about you know the play a little bit and everything, and then she was talking about Peaky Blinders, and I was talking about Paul Dark, and then she said. Yeah, so I suppose you, you remember the troubles, and I was like, "No, what channel was that on?" <gasps> <laughs> it was so embarrassing. 
Because uh, we've been talking about TV shows. <laughs> she thought it was the name of the show, yeah, The Troubles, yeah. starring Aidan oh Turner. So what did she say? She just sort of put her hand on my hand and just sort of like scoffed at me. <laughs> that was so embarrassing. <laughs> That's absolutely horrific. Oh, did you try and backpedal? You're like, oh, I've, I've seen the ferryman. I'm, uh, oh, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. I died. Oh, oh my yeah. God, hon, that's long. Oh, no. There have been so many Irish plays since The Ferryman, and I feel like since that's done so well, we've yeah. got, um, that's been on, we've got translations at the National Theatre by Brian Friel, and then another Brian Friel play is opening at the Donmar Warehouse, which is called Aristocrats, and we, Alice, myself, and Ruby, Madeline, you can't come to that one. No, hon. We're going this week, so I'm looking forward to that. I know nothing about it. I don't really know much about Brian Friel, even though, you know, my Irish friend said if, you know, if you live in Ireland, you know Brian Friel. You studied yeah. at school. If you study drama, you always study a Brian Friel. So I'm looking forward to that. And we might do a podcast. We might do some recording while we're there. Okay, with Ruby. cool. Um, but until then, please follow us on our Instagram, at Theatre Club Podcast. And I will put a picture up and the recipe oh, yes. for this delicious cocktail. You've got to. The spirit I'll sip. be making it again. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. Just get some... Also, whenever you buy a watermelon, you're never going to use it all. Like, Oscar, when are people just randomly buying watermelons? Well... I don't know. I walk down Dalston Market and I'm not, not buying a watermelon when someone screams, you know, two for a pound. How did that big? Actually, I did buy one of those big, like, wedges of watermelon, not okay. the whole thing. I bought a wedge. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I just froze loads. And then, yeah, you just blitz up and it's like a slushy margarita. I can imagine you making this, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do it. Just always have your freezer full of watermelon. Um, and then also follow us on Twitter, which is at Theatre Club Pod. So yeah, we'll be back with Ruby and then hopefully the four of us will try and do a, a get the four, the whole team back together soon. But until then, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and until next time, bye. Bye. Let's go and watch the troubles now. <laughs> <laughs> Series one. Yeah.